Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Does anybody use a sat-nav in here? Raise your hand. Keep your hand up if... Uh, just what, your phone, Google Maps, Apple Maps, whatever. Um, keep your hand up if you sometimes will just decide to not follow the sat-nav and instead go your own way. Keep your hand up. Okay. Great. I mean, it's kind of human nature, isn't it? Um, I'd done this a couple of weeks ago. I was going to Cholton, which is where I have fairly recently moved from. So I, I, was, I was going to my old house. And I thought, I know Chorlton very well, kind of know, I'm getting to know Reddish, but there's this place in the middle, this dark kind of void <laughs> called Levenshoom that I just I don't know my way around it. So I thought, right, Satnav, um, please guide me. And it did a really good job and it took me all these you know, great ways and uh, hopefully shaved off some time. But as it got to Chorlton, um, I was looking ahead and it was taking me a weird route um, and I just thought, you've, you've messed up here, mate. Um, I'm going to go my own way. And so I did. And then within minutes, I found the reason it was taking me this odd way. There was a, a closed road. And so I then had to divert back and then go the way it had told me. The issue with that is, um, obviously, I mean, it's just, it's just human nature, isn't it? We go our own way. Um, and, and I think it's the same with God. What we tend to do is we say, yeah, I'll, I'll follow God. But when it suits me, when it's more fun, when, when I think I've got things better, then I'll, I'll follow my own way. And so that's something we're thinking about today. We're thinking about uh, following God fully. But there is a concerning thing about that. And, and I think probably everyone in the room has a concern with that. And it might be something like following God is going to... Uh, I'll be lonely. Or if I go God's way... Um, I'll have less money, or um, my community won't be the community I want it to be. There's going to be things that make life less fun. That's what I think a lot of us think. And so we're also going to consider that. Um, But the first thing we'll do is look at God's way. So we're to read a bit of Luke's gospel to see how Jesus follows his father. That's God's way. And God had planned to save the world before God created the world and his plan was for Jesus the son of God to die in our place for his people to give them life and that's a great plan for us that's a really great plan for us for Jesus however let's have a look at what he thought of that plan Luke 22 21 to 44 he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. So Jesus was with his father in a perfect Union, in a perfect relationship, um, and, and he gave that up to be here on earth. And he had a bit of a 
questionable life. He was born into a family where his adopted father actually wondered if his, uh, his wife had cheated on him. He then, you know, aged a bit and, and his cousin got arrested and then his cousin got beheaded. Um, he, he then, even, even later in life, had a load of guys following him that, that didn't really follow him all the time. They didn't really do the things that, they, that he said. And he gets betrayed by one of them. And then a, one of his closer friends denies him several times, just said, no, I, I don't know this Jesus guy. Um, and then a load of others deserted him. So his life was kind of a bit... Uh, questionable as it was, but then he knows he's got to die in this horrible, horrible way. Um, And for the first time ever, and this could be the worst part of it, for the first time ever, he has his father's, Father God, he has his father's judgment on him, full judgment on him for the first time. And you know what Jesus does? He sweats blood. In verse 44... He prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. This occurs in humans when they are going through extreme stress. Jesus was not particularly keen on the idea of being tortured to death. And so he prays to his Father in heaven. Verse 42, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. In other words... Father, I'd like to not go through with this, but I'm not going to follow my will. I'm going to follow your will. I'm going to follow your plan instead of my plan. I'm going to put my life aside. In fact, I'm going to give you my life. I'm literally going to give you my life. It's, it's, it's what you want, and that is what I'm going to go with. Literally, my life is yours. I'm following you. So that is the way that God follows. Jesus follows his father fully. So Jesus gave his life for us. And that naturally makes us think, wow, he's awesome. Um, And that leads us to, I mean, a lot of us last week actually got up, um, came to the front um, as a symbol. We, We got a bookmark, very nice design of bookmark, but it is just a bookmark. It's a symbol of us saying, I'm not just going to sit here, I'm going to get involved, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move, I'm going to actively follow Jesus. That's what we were saying when we did that. But things get in the way of that. When we say, I want to follow Jesus, we tend to still follow ourselves. When we say, I want to do things God's way, we tend not to want to get rid of our way. So we've got this, these two ways that we're trying to go. We want both God, because God's awesome and saved us, but we also want to live our life the way we want to live our life. So, yeah, 50% I'll follow you, and 50% I'll follow myself. Um, it's not going to work. Um, and we're going to read a bit of gospel, uh, the Gospel of Mark, and we'll see uh, that we need to give up our way. So let's read from Mark 10, 17 to 22. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. This is similar to what we did last week. We got up and we, we want to be around Jesus, so we kind of came to the front. But he not only runs to Jesus, so he's already you know, one up to us there, hasn't he? Because we kind of did this little waddle up to the front. But he, he runs to Jesus and then he, 
he kneels, he kneels in front of him. It's looking good. This guy is keen. And back to verse 17. Good teacher, he asked. What must I do to inherit eternal life? That's a great question to me. But Jesus isn't so sure and he zooms in on this word do. What must I do? Verse 18. Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. And this is Jesus thinking, this guy is too trigger happy with the word good there. Um, And so he's saying, mate, before you say anything else, only God is good. You're not good. You're not good. Verse 19. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And the rich guy says, I've kept all of these since I was a boy. And he, you know, he's almost got this list and he's ticking it off going, yeah, 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 I've done that, I've done that, I've done that. Verse 21. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack. And the rich guy knew he was lacking something. He knew he was missing something because he was there in the first place asking Jesus, what do I do? What am I missing? One thing you lacked, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And this, at this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. The rich man was sad because this was the area of his that he didn't want to do Jesus' way. And so he walked away. He didn't want to follow. He didn't want to give up his way. And that was a problem because to follow Jesus, he was going to have to stop following himself. And just to be clear here, Jesus wasn't trying to get this guy to live a really good life to get to heaven. He says himself that that's impossible. Only God is good. That's what Jesus says. He asks the rich guy to stop following himself and follow him. Give up on his way and follow Jesus. That's us too. Give up our way. Um, There's someone in the room that is often quite drawn to chocolate, so I want to see if, if they do actually come to the front just by this. Oh, we've got one. Okay, right. Um, so, I mean, I know he wants this. I know he wants it because most, most of us want this right now. It's the only visible chocolate, so this is what we want. Um, but I know there's something that Dan wants more than this. Um, let's find out what it is. If you want to grab the chocolate. Dan wants his freedom. That little bit more than the chocolate. And this is the thing. Like, I, I kind of control him now, don't I? I can <laughs> do whatever I want with him. Um, so... <laughs> The way, sorry, do you want the chocolate? You want the chocolate? Yeah, yeah. The, the thing he's going to have to do is he's going to have to let go of the chocolate and then he'll be free. Yeah? Thank you very much. You want to grab a seat? Um, I'd give him that chocolate, but it would kind of ruin the point of uh, giving up your way. Um, so there we go. Um, if I was to meet you for the first time, I might ask you a couple of things. I might say, what's your name? And I might say, tell me about yourself. Um, what's that first thing that comes to mind, obviously after your name? What's that thing that your life revolves around a bit? At times I would have said, Michael, 
Teacher, at times, what's the thing that comes into your mind? Because we're getting onto identity here. That's the thing that, that, or who you see yourself as. Um, I'm going to go through some of the big ones now, but I'm, I might not touch what you're thinking. Um, it could be your occupation. You're a scientist. You're a programmer, a teacher, um, a doctor. You could be unemployed. Um, are you a charity worker? What is your occupation? Are you more that job? Or are you more a follower of Jesus? Sexual orientation. Are you straight or would you identify yourself within that LGBT plus category? Whatever it is, straight, uh, gay, whatever it is, are you, are you more that or are you more a follower of Jesus? Are you an apprentice of Jesus? An apprentice is, is that word we're using to say we want to be with Jesus. Apprentice is the word we're using to say we, we want to become more like Jesus. Gender, not just male and female and other categories, but are you misogynist, a feminist, an egalitarian, a complementarian? Or maybe, maybe you don't care and you, you like to tell people that you don't care. Are you more that or a follower of Jesus? Relationship status. I'm going to skip to the answer here. If you follow Jesus, then that is way more a part of your identity than being a husband, wife, boyfriend, fiancé, brother, uncle, sister. It is way more important to be a follower of Jesus. Class. Are you working class and you love to be one of the people? Or middle class? You loved your crushed avocados. <laughs> we give that up. I'm not saying you don't have to stop eating your avocados or stop drinking your Carlsberg, but we give that up. Your political leanings, we give that up. I'm not telling us not to vote, but as important and vital as it is to vote for leaders that care for their people and others, it is eternally more important that we follow Jesus. Race and ethnicity. What race are you? Are you proud of that? Or are you actually unhappy with the people you were born into? Do you feel like an alien living here in Manchester? Do you love the culture and are seeking a visa? More than any of that stuff. If you're an apprentice of Jesus, then you are way more a part of a different people. You are part of a people of God. Hopefully you're getting the point that it can be anything and everything. Jesus focused on the rich man's wealth. It could be that you're a rich person. But Jesus focused on the rich man's wealth because he knew that that was the thing that was going to stop him from following Jesus. We need to know what that thing is that is stopping us from following Jesus and give it up. We need to give up our way and go Jesus' way. And that lands us on our final heading today, Go Jesus Way. Luke 9, verses 23 to 25. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny, and deny means to refuse your way and to say no to your way, deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me 
will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Very simply, Jesus says that if you don't give up your way, you'll lose your life. But if you go Jesus' way, then your life will be saved. And go Jesus' way, to go Jesus' way means two things. It means to take up your cross daily and secondly, follow him. So firstly, taking up your cross. Having thought already today about the cross that Jesus died on, you might be worried, like me, that when you read your cross, you start thinking, Jesus wants me to die in that same horrible way that he died. Yes. Yes, in fact, Jesus says that, and he says daily. And obviously we can't physically die every single day. Um, But when we think about what the cross actually was, the cross was Jesus following his father's will and letting his own will, his own identity, be crucified and die. In the most brutal and final way. And if we follow Jesus, then that's what we need to do. We're called to let our way die in the most brutal and final way Every single day. If we follow Jesus, however, we are with Jesus. We are with him. If we say no to our way, then we are with the one that saved us. And that is more than worth it. When you read about the disciples in the pages of the New Testament, um, nowhere will you find them regretting what they left behind. And it is an everyday decision. Every day to follow Jesus, they decide to give up their way and go Jesus' way. Hudson Taylor was an English missionary um, who is an example to us of daily letting himself, uh, letting his way die and going Jesus' way. It was the mid-1800s and he'd been in China for 18 months um, when he decided that his preaching of the gospel could be furthered if he was to stop living in this little uh, missionary compound in in Shanghai that he was living in with probably other English missionaries, if he was to stop living there and he started living with the Chinese people and started wearing clothes like them. And this was weird. This was weird. Um, When when his colleagues, missionary colleagues, saw him, they laughed at him. Um, And the, the Chinese thought it was weird as well for a foreigner to be wearing their clothes. At first, um, and he, he shaved his head, but left a bit of hair on the back of his head, which he spent a long time growing out. Um, and that was called a queue. So this was a, a hairstyle the, you know, 200 years ago that the Chinese were to wear, the male Chinese were to wear. Um, he wore clothes that were highly uncomfortable, especially for someone not used to it. And you can see him as an older man in this picture out the beard um, and he looks like he's having a great time there Um, but how far would Hudson Taylor actually go how many times would he have to take up his cross well in 1870 he lost two kids and a wife to cholera how easy at that point would it have been to just go home give up on God's way and go his way how easy I might have done so. Um, And he did marry again, but 
would be apart from his new wife for a total of six years while he'd be in China and she'd be in England. How easy would it have been to give up on his way, give up on God's way and go his way? He made 10 voyages to China in his lifetime. 10 at that point in history meant more than four years on the water, travelling, more than four years of his life on the water. His decision to go Jesus' way had to be every day. So two things for us about going Jesus' way. One, it sounds like no fun. Okay? Cholera, uncomfortable clothing, shaving your head, that bit's actually fine, you should give it a go. Um, (laughs) But it's something that Hudson Taylor had to train in. And he's not a super Christian, they don't exist They don't exist. He had to train. And equally, we have to train. To go Jesus' way, like he did, he had to train and we had to train. He had to practice giving up himself. So we need to practice that. We need to practice going Jesus' way. So I want you to get your phone out. I want you to message someone in this church that you trust And if there's no one in the church that you trust, then we'll deal with that another time. That's a bit more important. Uh, But for the rest of us, I want you to message someone that you trust, someone that you know isn't going to judge you, someone that you know cares for you and cares for your journey with Jesus and uh, how you follow Jesus. Um, And I want you to message them um, something that you love a whole lot or something that your life revolves around, I'm going to do this with you as well. Preferably not a family member. Ideally, someone else in the church. I want you to message them something that you love a lot. And obviously, I've gone over a whole lot of stuff earlier in, in, this, in this little sermon, so I'm going to remind you of some of those. It could be occupation. It could be sexual orientation, gender, a relationship, class, race. But this is a, a tiny list of stuff it could be. It could be body image, it could be money, security, whatever it is. Something that you love or spend a lot of time thinking about. And if you're actually struggling to think of something you love, think of something that makes you feel anxious. Um, And I want you to press send to this person. I'm going to just find my person. I've had a week to think of this. I need to think of something. (laughs) I'm sorry if you're about to get 20 messages from all sorts of people, if you're a really trustworthy person. Press send. And I want you to think through. They know what that thing is now. Think through with them. Um, how How that thing, or how that person, if you wrote down a person in that message, think through... Um, with this trusted person how that could get in the way of you following Jesus think through this with this person or in your community groups this week think through how that can get in the way of you following Jesus and what's I want you to think through maybe a small step in which you can take uh, to take up your cross daily with that thing it's training so be a tiny thing you do, a tiny thing. It's training, that's what we're doing here. So it's a really small step. And you can actually walk away from here, you can forget you sent that message, um, or you can do something about that. You can actually meet up with them and 
work out what it is that might be stopping you from following Jesus. 